When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It's the Wednesday, September 15th edition of the show. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And Chris, of course, on the phone, going to be like this for, uh, what, another couple weeks, another few weeks, whatever it is. So, Chris. Uh, it might be like this for the duration, brother. Yeah, I can uh, I can understand it. Chris has bought a new business for those that did not listen last week. And, uh, and currently, he is not able to be at a computer at the time that we are recording the show. So, uh, so I will be handling the business here and he is knocking it out on the phone gracious enough with his time to at least jump on a phone call with us right no i'm not gonna give up this stuff now (laughs) i can understand it especially with uh, the nfl stuff kicking off we are now into week two a my my super contest picks putrid putrid at least i finally got one with the raiders but i was 0-4 leading up until the monday night game um just a disaster and you on the other side I believe what three one and one. I believe you pushed. One yeah, I was about to say it wasn't it wasn't great. I think I, yeah, I think I got that push that helped me. I thought I was going to lose that. Yep, but uh, three three one and one is not bad. That is not bad. No, no, not bad. So uh, not too shabby. We'll uh, we'll dive into the NFL Week Two games here in just a little bit. Before we get started, of course, uh, we are going to hit on Clay Helton. We are going to hit on USC candidates, all kind of stuff. Uh, a little bit of an NFL Week One recap, very very quick. But, uh, but let me tell you, winningcureseverything.com is the website. That's where you need to go to subscribe to all the different places that you can subscribe. YouTube, the podcast, uh, Facebook, etc. Follow us wherever on social media. Everything is right there. Every show that we are on, etc. Chris does the sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF college football show. So it's Sportsbook Review. Go ahead and check that out. There is a link in the description for that. And I do the BetUS college football show. And there's a link in the description for that one as well. And the show is brought to you every single time by BetUS. Where the game begins, you can get a 125% deposit bonus by using the promo code NCAAF2021. And again, a link in the description, podcast and YouTube. All you got to do is click it, and it's going to put in that promo code for you if you would like to join up. And it's up to $2,500. So you, I mean, it's Sportsbook exclusive. You can go and check it out. But I'm telling you, it is definitely a good deal. So go ahead, dive into that. Bet US where the game begins. Chris, let's uh let's fire this thing off. Clay Helton out at USC. And we we 
kind of have seen this coming for a long, long time. I do find it a bit comical that it, it last year was just proof that no matter how good you are, once you get yourself on the hot seat, you are always on the hot seat. They went undefeated in the regular season last year, got beat in the Pac-12 title game. Now, obviously, it was a shortened season. We get all that. But it seemed like things had kind of turned around a little bit with Graham Harrell. But you have one pitiful performance where you are just completely outclassed, and that's exactly what happened on Saturday night against Stanford where they were beating 42-28. to And Stanford put up, I think it was like eight yards per play. I mean, just destroyed USC. And, and now he's out. They announced it on Monday that he will no longer be the head coach. And now we have a coaching search on our hands. AD Mike Bone has quite a bit to figure out. He, of course, came over from Cincinnati a couple of years ago. Clay, 46-24 and 24 in seven seasons. That is not a bad coaching record, but it's not good enough at USC where they expect bigger, better things. The Clay Helton situation, Chris, I believe, was it, it was extended due to all of the different crap that has gone on in that athletic department over the past, what, three, four years with the FBI investigations, all that. You kind of feel the same way. Yeah, uh, Pat Forty probably said it the best. He talked about it on on their podcast, and then I've heard him talk about it on a couple other outlets, where he said the only reason Helton got, what, seven years or however long it was, was, was simply because Lynn Swan started this thing off with the worst contract that USC has gotten themselves in with the coaching situation in a long time. So they didn't want to eat that. They got the FBI stuff. Then he probably would have been fired going into last season. Um, but, you know, they wanted to give him one more chance. We ended up having a weird-ass COVID year. And that, you know, kind of kind of gave him the opportunity to not make mistakes because they didn't have to play Notre Dame like they always do. They didn't have to play, you know, a lot of the other non-con games that, that, that you know, sometimes they struggle in. And, uh, and yeah, it just seemed to buy him a lot of time. Yeah, and, and of course, they did not look good in a lot of their games, even though they went undefeated uh, in the five regular season games that they did play. And then it was just icing on the cake that they got demolished by Oregon in that Pac-12 title game. And then, of course, get demolished at home Saturday night by Stanford, who, of course, the week before got demolished by Kansas State. It's just not a good look. It's not what you want your football program to look like going forward. And now that there's a little bit of stability inside the athletic department, now we are looking at a full-on coaching search that they have not had there in quite a while because Clay Helton, of course, was an interim coach. Before that, it was Steve Sarkeesian. Before that, it was Lane Kiffin. They were always going back to the well. You know, at Pete Carroll to a bunch of Pete Carroll guys to Clay Helton, who came over from Memphis as the quarterback's coach back in 2010. He has now been uh, at Troy for, you know, 11 years now, a pretty long time. And, and he hasn't been bad. He just hasn't been exactly what they want. So what I'm going to do, is go through some of the candidates. Some of these I'm going to rapid fire, but I put together a list of all of the different ones that have been named by all these different places, right? And I just want to get a really rapid fire, uh, and some of these we can dive into, but a really rapid fire idea of them or your thoughts on them as we go through, okay? Uh, The first one that we'll do, we will do uh, James Franklin. I think it's an absolute perfect fit. That is the home run hire if they can get it, right? Well, we disagree on that, but that's fine. I think they want him. I think they would see that, and I think they would agree with that. I think Franklin is a good coach. 
I think there are a lot of other coaches better than Franklin. Yes, absolutely. But I think that Franklin fits the the L.A. profile, right? And that's that's no, why see, I think I don't it's... give a shit about any of that stuff. I think that's stupid. You Agreed. know that, though. I've, I've made that clear. I don't care about fit. I don't care about style. I don't care about any of that. I want the best coach, damn it. I want the best coach. All right, so in that in that case, Luke Fickle. Thoughts on that? So I think Luke Fickle is the easy answer because the AD came from Cincinnati, and, and they obviously have a relationship. Um, I don't know that he was the AD that hired Luke. Is he the AD that actually hired Luke? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, um, but, but I know they had a relationship. I know Luke worked under him for a while. So um, that, that, I mean, once again, I like Luke Fickle a lot. I think Luke Fickle is a great where he's at. I don't I, – I, that wouldn't be my first call. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. I think Luke Fickle is great a great coach. Great yeah, coach. Think great. he would be successful, but he, not the best option that you could get. I think he's more of a Midwest guy. He has no ties to the West. And, of course, we have said in the past, if you're an all-star coach, you are going to be an all-star coach no matter where you go. But in some instances, I do think culture – matters personality matters um and i just i don't know how he fits out there so uh either way matt campbell iowa state coach yeah i mean say, repeat everything i said about luke fickle that's my Great thoughts coach. Exactly. i love <laughs> i love the guy i love the guy i think he would do well there i think in seven years you're looking for another coach that, yeah I, I tend to agree i think matt campbell eventually yeah. will scratch the nfl itch but who knows? Who knows, right? Uh, Mario Cristobal over at Oregon, he, of course, big recruiting ties over in the West Coast because of all of the Oregon stuff that he has been doing. He has come into USC's backyard and taken a bunch of kids that USC wanted, and I just don't know that he would actually leave Oregon. I don't think that that is yeah. even a I real possibility. USC is, not a better, USC is not a better job than Oregon. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. I can I can be sold on that. I can be sold. So, um, tell me this. Do you think that they would go the coordinator route? Because Tony Elliott, the offense coordinator at Clemson, is is from Southern Cal. Like, he's not from Southern, not the school, but that's that's home for him. If he were going to no, take a big-time job. They went, they went they went a small route last time. I know I know taking a, you know, a, a small coach like, you know, from Troy ain't, you know, ain't what USC people want. I, I get it that Tony Elliott's a bigger name than that. Even being a coordinator, that you can't. This can't be your first first coaching gig at a major level. You, this is too big for that. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, Maybe, listen, this, this is Southern California. This is Hollywood, damn it. And UCLA is kicking your ass right now in the perception of who is running the Pac-12. I know that UCLA hadn't beat them, but all we care about is what we've seen today, and today. USC looks like a bad program, and today UCLA looks like they got their shit together. Yeah, yeah. So they got to make a splash. They got to make a hire. They got to do something that's going to bring some funk and some noise, and I think they got to go get somebody real. I don't know who that is exactly. I got a couple of people in mind that I like, um, but but it ain't my call. I don't see them going a small-time route. I just don't. I'll be shocked if they do. I I tend to agree. I tend to agree. I've got a, a... whole list of names again we're going to rapid fire this okay pj fleck yeah. uh don't like it How about yeah i don't you? like either okay no not for this job no um do you think any of these three would come out of retirement to take the job stoops peterson 
or would Urban come back from the NFL? I think all three would strongly consider it. Really? Yeah, and I think all three would be much better than anybody you've named so far. I Well, of course. Of course, I think any of them could absolutely win there. I don't think Peterson wants to come back, uh, and I, I think he especially does not want that USC job because he has talked openly about the pressure of the Washington job over what the pressure was at Boise, and, and I think USC would just be – I think that'd be too much. But Urban and, and Stoops, possibly. I, I could certainly see it. Um, okay, I've got two NFL guys – that we'll kind of rapid fire on. Uh, Eric Bieniemy. Okay. Eric Bieniemy. No chance. You don't think so? Zero two. Why is that? Uh, I would not bring Eric Bieniemy in knowing that he's never recruited a player in his life. Uh, okay. You're getting beat on the recruiting trail by Oregon. You're getting beat on the recruiting trail by UCLA. You're getting beat on the recruiting trail by SEC schools and Big Ten schools in Notre Dame coming in your backyard and taking kids. You cannot bring somebody in who doesn't know how to recruit people and who doesn't get people fired up. If you're going to take an NFL coach, you better damn well go get somebody who gets people fired up. Okay, then that leads me to the next name. What about Joe Brady? I don't – man, I worry about Joe being too good to – like getting jobs too fast. I agree. I think he's too young. I think, listen, this happened to Lane Kiffin. Okay, Lane Kiffin was the heir apparent to 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 the genius of football, and he eventually became what I think everybody thought he was going to be. But he failed at a lot of jobs and embarrassed the shit out of himself on the way up. I worry. Does does Joe Brady have? A, a, he's a, he's an assistant. He's a he's a a part-time OC at LSU, not even the, the full-time guy. And then he's got one year under his belt as the full-time OC in the NFL. That's his resume. It's two years long. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't think you're wrong there. I don't think you're wrong. That scares me because you're not asking, does he know how to coach? Does he know how to run a practice? Does he know how to handle all of the small things that you got to do? Now you're going into college stuff in the NFL. So now, does he know how to build a staff? Does it what you got to do in the NFL too? Does he know how to um, recruit? Does he know how to fundraise? Does he know how to do all the media stuff? All the extra bullshit that you have to do to be a college football coach. That scares me. I love Joe Brady, and I want him to be successful. And I am afraid of him getting. I'm afraid of him looking like Lane Kiffin too soon. I I tend to agree. Uh, you brought up Lane Kiffin. What are the chances of him going back? out to, to USC. I think there's zero chance that he goes back to USC. I think it's too much baggage, right? Well, I don't even know about this baggage. I just, I'm t- I'm t- if you like fired the, me the way, the, the relationship. if you fired me the way, I, I, have, I have an old security job. I've, I've only been let go of one job, okay? I didn't do anything wrong. A new boss came in. I was printing money for the company. It didn't matter. He didn't like me. I didn't like him. I was looking for another job. The second he found out that I was looking for another job, he came in and he fired me. There's nothing, there's nothing that company could do today. I mean, they could they could drop seven figures in my lap, and I tell them to roll it up real tight and shove it straight up their ass. Okay? I, I, there's I wonder, nothing. I, I, I this think guy was embarrassed. Thing. He was fired on the tarmac of an airport. They, they, no, no, they, they did no dignity. There's zero chance. I think Lane would forget. I I tend to agree. I tend to agree. Um, 
so this is one that that I thought up, and I don't know that it's even possible. I don't know that anybody would even look at it, but uh, Hugh Freeze. That's the, that's the name I thought of as well. Gary, if you're a power program, if you're a big boy program, and you want to win, and at some point in time you're willing to say, I care about winning, and it's so easy to let past like discrepancies go and stay in your past, right? Yeah. Like, it, somebody else, oh, he did that stuff at Ole Miss. He didn't do it here, you know? He, he, he didn't do it here. He didn't do it to me. So so let's bring him on. And and, and, and all honesty is discrepancies are super minor. The discrepancies are, are, are frivolous. They're not even a big deal. Yeah. No, it, it, it's easy. Like, it's, it's low-hanging fruit for people to make fun of. But at the end of the day, oh, yeah, but, he's an incredible head yeah. coach. The the man is sixty six and thirty five against the spread in his last hundred and one ball games. Like he's, if, he, if he comes out and he wins, nobody's going to give a damn that you're making jokes about him nailing hookers. You got okay? that right. And then he goes up to L A. I'm going to bet more people have consensual sex with hookers than they do with people in their relationships. That's, that's <laughs> a stereotype. I don't know if that's true. I just said it. But I, 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 you you could convince me that it's real. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Uh, so we talked a little bit about NFL guys and whatnot. If Bill O'Brien is successful this year at Alabama, yeah, uh, is Bill He's O'Brien? A big name. There, I think there's there, Bill, Bill O'Brien's a big name that I thought of. There's an NFL guy you haven't brought up. Mm, well, hold on, hold on. I've still got several names, but I don't know that I've got. Okay, so my next one is is Greg Schiano. Possibility. Oh, I love Greg, but you know, I like Greg. If I was the OC, I'd call Greg, and I'd at least see what it would cost, and talk about it. Yeah. But I think he's a great college football coach. I, th- I think he is as well. I think he is as well. Now, he has deep ties in, in New Jersey. I don't know what the fit would be with USC, but I know that I know he could win. I know he could win. He's there. one of those I don't care about the fit. If he would have became the coach at, L- uh, at, uh, at UT, he would have been successful. He didn't have any ties in staff. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. A man knows how to coach college football. You got that right. All right, two other guys that have proven that they can coach, but it is at a smaller level. Uh, Jay Norvell at Nevada and Brent Brennan at San Jose State. Either one of those Mountain West guys. Now, there's, zero, there's zero chance they're going to go back to a G5 school. This is not. This is yeah. what happens. If you if you marry a hot blonde and, and it was a terrible relationship, the next girl you're going to marry is going to be a brunette or a redhead. It's just it. You're just not marrying another blonde. You, you already did that, and it was it was not a good situation. Yeah, okay. I mean, clearly, you know, like if they, you marry somebody who's outgoing and likes to party, the next person you marry is going to be an introvert. If you marry an introvert and it's a terrible relationship, the next person you're going to marry is going to be an out part, outgoing, partying kind of person. They're just not going back to that well. Agreed, agreed. And Clay Helton was never a, a G five coach, but uh, you know he he was a, an assistant at Memphis under Tommy West, and then came over to USC and worked his way up. Right, like he he became the interim and then won the job. Uh, I guess over over Ed Orgeron. Um, I mean, just it, it, I don't even understand how how all that stuff worked. Um, all right, two big names, and then I'm going to give you the name that I think that they should hire. Um, it, a lot of people talking about Brian Kelly. Possibility? I don't think Brian Kelly would leave Notre Dame. I don't think he would either. I think Notre Dame's a better job than USC. I tend to agree. Yeah, yeah, I tend to agree. Uh, my, the other name, Pat Fitzgerald. Name zero chance. I, I don't think he's going anywhere other than maybe the Bears eventually. I don't know that Pat Fitzgerald knows how to recruit. I think Pat Fitzgerald's a really good coach. I think he has surrounded himself with a staff of people that know how to recruit to a very unique place like Northwestern. 
I think he can sell Northwestern because he is a Northwestern grad. Okay. I don't know that you could just, you, Pat Fitzgerald's a guy that you can't, he can't be raised up in one business and say, you know, you're sell, you sell insurance. You're the best insurance sales in the world. Now we're going to sell Nissan. I don't think he can do that. Yeah. No, you're, I don't think you're wrong about that. I don't think you're wrong. The guy I that think- I think they, that I would give a phone call to is Robert Sala. Now, we don't have a lot of resume that Robert Sala can can coach at a head coaching level. He's been a head coach for one game. He's 0-1 with the Jets. But Robert Sala is that guy that at least brings fire and excitement. And I think kids would die for that guy. Okay? He's a defensive-minded dude. A little different, but the last guy that you had that was a super success was a defensive-minded guy that everybody loved to play for. And I I could see making that – and he's a USC guy. I could see him getting I, – I would I would call him to gauge his interest. That's what I would do. I know he's coached one game in the NFL. And I know that if he takes this job, does he ever get another NFL gig? I think if he's successful for a decade, like Pete was, yes, yes. The stink of you coached one year and then left. Why would we? Why would anybody else give you a chance? Because they want to win. Well, okay, so so this one's a little different because he has not coached in college since 2005. He was a defensive assistant at Georgia, and you know, be enemy, like kind of kind of the same situation, right? Like. I, I'm, no, I'm but they're two totally different people. This Bienemy is a great offensive mind, but Bienemy reminds me of an accountant who's just a really good accountant. Okay, there's nothing exciting about Bienemy. Bienemy is not going to tell any stories and get the hair raising on the back of your neck and get people fired up. True, he's not going to sell a program. He's not going to recruit. You sit Bienemy in, in a kid's you know room to recruit him in their house, and they're going to fall asleep. Okay. And Dan's going to ask him to, to, to do his taxes, right? Well, and, you can and hold on. Bienemy is also exactly what you always say that you don't want as the coach. He is the guy that coaches yeah. the side of the ball that the genius coaches, right? The Andy right. Reid is the, the offense. Yeah, that's right. Robert Sala has put together great defenses on staffs where the other coach has always been nothing but an offensive guy. Yes. So, so you're talking about a guy that doesn't have much college experience and doesn't. But the things that I need from a college coach are I need you to be excited. I need you to be fired up. I Can you recruit? I, I listen to Robert Sala talk, and I know he can recruit. I, I see Kirby Smart recruit his ass off. But I listen to him talk, and I don't know how he does it. Because I don't know anybody who would enjoy listening to him or learning under him. He seems incredibly boring and dumb by the way he speaks. Robert Sala extremely exciting. I would like to play for a guy like that. I would like to work for a guy like that. I would want my kid to go work for a guy like that. I think if I'm if that guy's going to lead him in football, he's going to be a great leader. I can uh, I can understand. Him that. and the enemy are so different, it's not even funny. The uh the guy that I would call is I would call Billy Napier. Um and here's why, right? Coached under Saban Coached under Dabo, so two of the best coaches in college football at this moment. He has learned under the best and also coached in the Pac-12. He checks those boxes. He's an incredible recruiter at that G5 level, but he has also been the best recruiter 
on two big Power 5 national championship teams. He understands what it takes to win. If I were them, I would call Billy Napier and just see, right? Uh, I think he's an all-star. Like, I think he's going to be incredible. But it, it, well, give me your thoughts on Napier before we move into this next thing. I, once again, I don't see them going the G5 route. They're too big of a school. They're too big of a program. They don't want to do that. The second thing about that is you give him credit for being the best recruiter on those teams. When he left, did the recruiting go down? No, no, it didn't. It, it continued. Okay. Then, then, that's a, then, that's a, then that's a really hard pill for me to swallow as a part of your resume. Okay, okay. I can... And I love Billy Napier. You know that. You know that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So we, talked, uh, we talk about Billy Napier here, which kind of takes us into the LSU conversation. Because when this news broke about USC, and, and Josh Pate heard this, I actually, I actually read about it over... Uh, yeah, Lee, over the weekend, uh, I guess it was Sunday at some point, from some guys that I know that are tied in with college football agents. And they explained that USC may open early, but it won't matter because nobody is going to take that job until they see what happens with LSU. Because there is a lot of fire around the idea that Coach O could be out after the season, it, mainly because of how they have played after the first two games. And if it doesn't improve... Which they beat yep. McNeese, they beat them up thirty-four to seven. But you explained it to me the other day. They did not look good in that yep. ball game. If no. if no. things go poorly, I, I, I worry. I worry. I worry that they won't win an SEC game. I, I really worry that this is an Arkansas type season. I, I could I could see it. I could absolutely see it. And if that is the case, do you think LSU is a better job than USC? Because the way that they talked, it sounded like people like coaches that would be interested in USC would be more interested in LSU. So the things that you're going to deal with, um, here's the deal. It's, it comes with its own struggles. I don't think it's as good of a job because it's in the SEC. Okay. Well, it's just harder if, to win, if it right? Was, yes. If we were in the Big 12, I think it'd be a better job. Okay. Because I think your local talent is more apt to stay home. Like, like is there just as much, if not more, talent at USC than there is in Louisiana, uh, you know, South South California. Yes. But the problem is, is if, if that shit ain't staying in Southern Cal, then it doesn't matter if you've got gobs of talent there. Everybody's coming in and taking them. That, True. There's, there's three great players that have left the state of Louisiana in the last five years. They just, they just don't leave. They're, so you know you've got five-star talent out there yin-yang, and you get to walk out the door and say, I want these guys. And you get those guys. And so I think because recruiting is such a big part of the job, it, when you have something that gives you a leg up on recruiting and it makes it easier, it's just it's just so much – it just makes the job better. Yes. I, I do think a lot of the kids that are in uh, Southern California, I think a lot of them are transplants. I think a lot of them don't necessarily have ties to the area. And in Louisiana, it's different. Everybody grows up playing peewee football, having a tiger on their helmet with the purple and gold, right? Yes. It's it's just a whole different ball game. So it's not as easy to keep that talent in house at USC. Uh, I I was surprised at at that logic of coaches would be uh, more apt to take the LSU job because they know that they will never be be longing for anything at all because they are going to get everything handed to them at LSU. Like that, that program right. understands football is it. At USC, 
They have not shown the dedication to the football program uh, over, I mean, what are we talking, 15 years now at least? Yep. It's, it's been a while. So, uh, yep. And on top of that, you know, the Pac-12, one of the one of the lesser P5, you know, conferences, the SEC ain't going nowhere. Uh, we don't know what could happen with the Pac-12, right? That's right. But, the, I mean, the issue is, is you got to think, I, I'm, I, am, I am hedging my bets that in the next five years, when the playoff contract is up, we're going to 12. Okay, we have to because ESPN has pissed off too many of the other conferences to to for them to not open it up for other TV markets to get to get deals. You can't get deals with a fourteen playoff, so it's gonna it's gonna spread. If it spreads and you're at USC and you can win the Pac-12, you make it to the playoffs. You just know that. You just it's not written in the bylaws. We haven't we haven't decided that. But if you win the Pac-12 you're probably making the playoff. And that's just so much easier to do than hoping you get in that large bid in the SEC. Because even if four teams from the SEC make it in to the 12, even if we get a third of the teams in, trying to be one of those top four every year is a stone bitch. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right, you ready to do a little NFL Week 1 recap? All right, uh, I've got three questions from week one. We're not going to go over every game. We're not doing you know what we do with college football because uh, the college football landscape is much more vast. I'm going to ask three questions. The first one, uh, what did you think the best game of the weekend was? Woo! Um, I got two man, of I'm them. Probably, yeah, well, I mean, I think it started and I think it ended with the best two games. That's exactly what I wrote down. Uh, Bucks 31, Cowboys 29, or Raiders 33, Ravens 27 in overtime. I, I think those yeah. two are, are where you're starting in, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. I think I think the season kicked off with a bang. I think week one finished with just a bang. You, If you're the NFL, you couldn't ask for anything more. You just couldn't. No, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, Chiefs-Browns was a, a really fun game. Uh, Vikings-Bengals was close, you know, winning overtime. Dolphins, Pats, uh, 17-16. Patriots were driving for a, a game-winning touchdown, fumbled the ball away. Um, they, there was there was a lot of fun in uh, in these games in week one. Uh, the most surprising outcome to you? Oh, um, this, is, this is the clear answer, and it's it's uh, Green Bay. That's uh, exactly what I wrote down as well. Saints 38, Packers That's the only, that's the only answer you can have. If you've, if you've never watched football before and you spend one – if you just watch pregame Sunday, all the pregame shows, and that's the only football content you've ever absolved, and then you saw what happened to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, nobody expected that. No, nobody on the planet expected that to happen. I I thought really like because I I thought that you might go with that one, so I wrote that one down. But also, uh, the Eagles winning in Atlanta, 32-6, to and Jalen Hurts looking like an absolutely legit NFL quarterback, uh, 27 out of 35. Oh, be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful. Jalen Hurts was 32 out of 32 quarterbacks that played this weekend in air yards, okay? Jalen Hurts is dinking and dunking to athletes. Let's be careful before we just start saying he absolutely looks like an NFL quarterback. Okay, okay. Six people could have done what Jalen did. Jalen's a good. I'm, I'm not. I'm not hating Jalen. Let's just be real careful. We crown him. All right. I will say this: they put together an incredible game plan. Absolutely yeah, incredible game. Sure. Plan. They so, knew what he was good at, and they let him do that. 
Yes, the the beating that but they he, put. When I saw when I like, saw the air yards, because I was trying to figure out how the hell that game happened, and and it's just the Falcons are bad. Falcons are bad. Matt Ryan sucks. I don't know. I can't tell you what to do. Matt Matt Ryan's just not good at football. Um, Falcons look awful. But <laughs> you're not the, wrong. The, well, how did the Eagles win? How did the Eagles score? How did this thing happen? He he had left air. I think he. I don't remember. It's, it's the it's the least amount of air yards that a quarterback has had in in two years. So like it just we 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 just don't see games like this. It's a, it's a game. At plan, some point man. in time, he's going to have to throw the ball farther than six yards of pass. Yeah, no, I can I can see that. So a dot wasn't great, um, but they found a way to make it work. And and the Falcons, of course, who good gracious. Uh, next, well, third question, last question, who won the weekend? And and I have. An answer that I don't know if you're going to have. Oh, who won the weekend? Uh, I'm I, I'm going to tell you who won the weekend. Who won the weekend for me is Joseph Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, because I didn't have a lot of expectations. Everything, every news report you had coming out of camp was this team ain't ready. Joe's not ready. They're not going to look good. They they're struggling. They 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 don't look like they're all together. This is going to be a disaster season, another year of rebuilding. And they went out and they took a team who had nothing but positive things coming out of camp up until the last two weeks camp before the season started. And they whipped their ass. Kirk Cousins is is not not very good at all. Like, it's, it's so frustrating to see him play football. Um, on top of that, I – tell me, did you think it was a fumble at the end of that game? In what game? Uh, the the Vikings and uh in in Bengals. Like the uh, uh, man, I don't, I don't know. It didn't it didn't know. look yeah. like it to me, but maybe uh, who knows? Either way, my my answer would be um, Tyrod Taylor. I think he won the weekend. The Texans get a thirty seven twenty one win over the Jags, and nobody expected this Houston team to be able to do much of anything. And they came out with a brilliant game plan against Urban Meyer and the Jags. Trevor Lawrence, three interceptions in the game. But Tyrod, 21 out of 33, 291 yards, two touchdowns, ran four times for 40 yards. Mark Ingram, old-ass Mark Ingram, 26 carries, 85 yards, one touchdown. Phillip Lindsay looked good. Uh, Brandon Cooks, 132 yards receiving. Like, they, they looked all right. They put, like, some old guys together and... Found a way to make it work. So I, I think it's the Texans because I don't know how many more wins this team is going to get, but they got one in week one. We were talking about them going 0-17. Well, yeah, no, they got one in week one, and and that, that might be it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it really might be it, but I, that's why I'm going to – I mean, they beat up on another bad team. I mean, it's just like two bad teams playing one another just because I didn't pick the bad team to beat the other bad team doesn't mean that that's shocking. These were obviously two of the three worst teams in the NFL before the season started in everybody's opinion, right? Yeah, no, no, no. And that's why I put them as uh, winning the week this week because it may be the only time I get to do it. (laughs) Yeah. I like Tyrod Taylor. Like, I wish good things for him, man. He's He has been... No, I do too. Like, the, the way that he has lost some of these starting jobs in the past couple of years has just been brutal, right? He has been yeah. drafted over uh, three straight times. Like Josh Allen comes in, takes the Bills job. He goes to, to Cleveland, uh, gets hurt. Baker Mayfield takes the job, goes to the Chargers, gets hurt, 
Like, and and that was not even his fault. Like, it wouldn't, it, not that any of them were his fault, but my gosh, he gets a, a punctured lung because of a shot on the sideline, and then Justin Herbert never gives up the job again. Like, <laughs> just, yep. I'm I'm glad that he that he saw a little bit of success, and uh, and hopefully that will continue a little bit. It's not that I'm a huge Texans fan, but you know, I'm hoping for good things for him. Hoping for good things. All right, we got some picks to make. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We got all kind of picks to make, so let's dive into them. We're going to go uh, relatively quickly on these, and then at the end, we will give our super contest picks. But these are the uh, the big games of the weekend. We had seven of them this time. Thursday night football, the Giants head to Washington. Of course, Fitzmagic out for this game, uh, out for, what, six to eight weeks, something like that. It just yeah. it, brutal. You hate to see it, of course. Uh, but I do think uh, Henneke, if I'm saying the name right, or Heineke, however you say it, I, I do think he plays very similarly to the way that Ryan Fitzpatrick does. So I, I think that Washington is going to be just fine. However, the Giants have beaten Washington five straight times. Giants did not look good in, in their first game. Uh, Washington looked okay against the Chargers, but uh, obviously I think a little bit of shell shock after their starting quarterback goes out, end up losing the game to the Chargers at home. I I'm going to lean Giants here. I, I like the Giants plus three. I think Joe Judge, you know, will get this team right on on the right track here. Uh, I, I need Daniel Jones to be a better quarterback. He's got weapons now. He's he's got everything he needs. So I, I think I think the Giants are going to come out and look good in this uh, in this spot. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and here. I'm, I'm I'm not giving up on my football team. Yeah, you're uh, you're getting a three point head start, so I can I can understand that. <laughs> I can understand that. Um, I just I don't know what to make of Washington from from week one, right? They, they the game went under. I would kind of expect this game to go under as well, but uh, but yeah, I'm going to take. I think uh, almost all Washington games are going to go under. They have a really good defense. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think you're right. So I, I said that Washington has a three point head start. No, Washington has to give up three right. points. Um, no, but I think they're laying three. But either way, either way, Giants a three point underdog on the road there. Next one up, we have got. The Rams. This one's on Sunday at noon. Rams headed to the Indianapolis Colts. Rams are a four-point favorite 
And I liked what I saw out of Matt Stafford on Sunday Night Football. The accuracy on his deep throws is really impressive. Like, he has got a ton of weapons there now. He has got a guy that can scheme guys open. He, I, I, I like what I'm seeing thus far. I know that it's all going to come crashing down to earth eventually. I don't think it's this weekend. Carson Wentz was okay. Like, he was serviceable. I, I don't think this Colts team has enough to be able to keep up with the firepower from the Rams right now. Uh, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I think I agree with you. Here's the thing. We just saw 11 underdog cover. We saw eight of them win outright. Uh, no, no, no. Counting, favorites, counting Monday night, that's uh, that's nine outright and 12 cover. Uh, oh, yeah, 12. 12 yeah. That's right. I forgot about the Monday night one, yeah. Um, 12 and, and nine outright. Betting about the favorites just sounds like a terrible idea, but I'm not giving Carson Wentz a damn thing. It's, I, I hate that it's over a field goal, but I don't think it's going to matter. Like I, I kind of expect the Rams. Yeah, I think to be able this Rams team's good. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I think so too. I think that they are good. Uh, so we'll move from that one, and we will run into the Bills, three-point favorites on the road at Miami. Dolphins, of course, got the win in Foxborough last week. Tua looked pretty good. Looked pretty good. Josh Allen, however, on the other hand, uh, not great. Not great at all. If you look at Football Outsiders, uh, you know they're head-to-head. Um, Miami was just better across the board and the Steelers played Josh Allen in a really different kind of way they didn't really bring a lot of pressure on him they they played and tried to confuse him and normally that does not work it didn't work at all last year if you didn't bring any kind of pressure Josh Allen was going to eat you alive but for whatever reason there were mistakes made the Bills if they just clean up some things I think they can still be really good I don't know that Miami in early September is the place to do it I while Buffalo has won, I think five straight over Miami. I'm going to take Miami right now to be able to to get this thing done. I expect them to be able to cover the three. Um, and it, it, this thing is leaning towards going to Buffalo minus three and a half. Um, it's not there yet. It's still sitting at three. But I, the way that the juice is moving, that's what it looks like it's going to move to. I'm I'm going to take the Dolphins here as the underdog. I, them at home, I I fully expect them to to be able to get a win here. I can't see the Bills starting off 0-2. I can't see the Dolphins starting off 2-0. This, this, I, I got to go with Buffalo. I'm taking a bunch of favorites. I don't like it. but This is the get-right game, right? Like, this is this is yeah. getting the Bills back right. Yeah, okay. I'm not, here's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to not overreact to week one. If I thought you were good in week one, I'm still going to think you're good now. I don't care what I saw. If I thought you were bad, I still think you're bad. I thought you were mediocre. I'm still going to think you're mediocre. I need more of a sample size before I start changing the way I think. Well, I mean, the way that you picked last week, I, I don't know who I am to uh, to question that for sure. But, uh, yeah, I, well, you know what? Here, we'll move to the next game, and this is very similar to what you were just talking about, right? I think, so this is Raiders at the Steelers. Steelers are a six-point favorite, and I know that they've got the – uh, the rest advantage, I know that the Raiders just played on Monday night and they're having to come east for a noon kick. I get that. But I think the Raiders are pretty good. And I, I think that what we saw from the Steelers might have been a little bit of smoke and mirrors. I know that the Steelers have a good defense. I know that. But I also think that the Raiders can find ways to put up points against that defense. So I'm going to expect that the Raiders keep this thing 
you know, at least relatively close and definitely within six points because I, I think that they're okay. Like, that, that game on Monday night was so ridiculous. The way that the, the field goal kicker comes on and then they have to take a delay at a game and then they come out and they throw the, the pass at the very end and all that. At Raiders were down by 14 points and found a way to fight back. I, I don't know that this is a renaissance year for John Gruden and that bunch uh, or for Derek Carr or anybody else, but they got weapons, man, and, and it looks like they know how to use them at this point. I, I think that the Raiders are going to be able to cover in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, we agreed on this one. I'll take some points, finally. I'll take a dog. And and Pittsburgh's defense is tough. I don't know how they're going to move the ball. I think Pittsburgh's defense is better than the Ravens' defense. Um, but how much better? I don't know. They sure didn't seem to have a big problem with the Ra- Ravens' defense at all. They found a way to score. And uh, and so, no, I'm, 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 riding, I'm riding with the uh, – with the Raiders and taking the points. Moving on from there, we move to the Sunday afternoon slot. We've only got one game in that time slot here that that we're going to hit. The Cowboys at the Chargers. Chargers are a three-point favorite. Uh, Cowboys look pretty good. A lot of that was aided by Tampa Bay turnovers the other night. But I, I got to tell you, I think the Cowboys are going to win this game outright. Like, I think there's going to be more Cowboys fans there than there are Chargers fans. I think Justin Herbert... At some point, the sophomore slump will show up. He won't look brilliant like he has uh, in in most of the games that he has played. Now, the Chargers, I think it's like five straight covers. I think they're 5-0 and against the spread in their last five games, including last week. Went on the road and won noon kick, all that good stuff. I, I think the Chargers come back down to earth. I think the Cowboys get their win because, again, I can't see the Chargers starting 2-0 and against the Cowboys and Washington. And I don't see the Cowboys starting 0-2. I'm I'm gonna take the Cowboys to win out right here at, at plus three. So this one struggles. <laughs> I really want to bet the Chargers. I like the Chargers a lot. I think they're a really good football team. Um I, I picked them to win that division. I don't know if that's wise. Um I think I'm gonna take the Chargers. I'll lay the points. Derwin James, by the way, uh in his game back against uh, Washington, had over a 90 PFF grade in coverage. Like, it's almost like he never missed time. He played brilliantly yeah. in that game. <laughs> He's really good. It, it's amazing to see how good they would be had he played. Yeah, had he been healthy. I mean, my God. It's just ridiculous. No, I do think uh, – I, I trust that Dak is going to continue playing the way that he did on Thursday. Um, That might be a tall ask. That might be a tall ask. I understand. Well, they're going to be without. They're going to be without Gallup. Oh, Gallup yeah. played really well in that game. So now, if you don't have to worry about him, you know, does it make it easier to cover CD and and Cooper? I don't know. I don't either. I don't either. I, I don't expect uh, Zeke to to look as old as he did on Thursday. But oh, this is where we're wrong. This is where we're wrong, baby. I said this early last year. Zeke will never be a top ten running back the rest of his life. The rest of his natural born life, he'll never be a top team running back again. You think he's already worn himself out? Go. I okay, okay. I can I can get with it. I can get with it. Uh, they still got Tony Pollard back there. Let's not let's not go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. All I, all I made a comment was on Zeke. That's true. That is true. All right, we've got two more. We're going to start off with the Sunday night game. Chiefs minus four at the Ravens. Uh, of course, Ravens losing in excruciating fashion on Monday night in overtime. Had, you know, Lamar fumble the ball 
uh, Carl Nassib coming in and, and getting the the forced fumble. It, it was classic for the Raiders and for the Ravens. First time in 90-some-odd ball games that they have had a two-touchdown lead and lost a game. Just unreal. It's never happened in the Harbaugh era, ever. So that was a bit surprising, and I think that they would like to get one back. I don't know that they can do that against the Chiefs. Uh, with as much as they are missing on on you know offensive and defensive side, I guess, they, they didn't look great on defense against the Raiders. What in the world are the Chiefs going to do to them? I'm... I'm going to take the favorite here on Sunday Night Football. We we all know Patrick Mahomes likes to show out in primetime spots. He's done it, you know, multiple years now. I'm going to take the Chiefs minus the four here. Yeah, I feel like I'm doing nothing but taking favorites. I think I've taken one dog the whole time. Uh, you have. But I'm writing I'll, him down. <laughs> I just I just I just watched I just watched Patrick Mahomes cut cut up my Browns. I think the Ravens' defense is probably better than Cleveland's defense, but I don't know by how much. And I know this: the Ravens' offense ain't keeping up with this Chiefs team. Uh, Ravens. Now here's the thing: hang on, I might be wrong on that. Let me let me tell you something: the Ravens' way of of keeping this thing close is going to be um, running the football and keeping Patrick off the off the field. True. I mean, that's their only hope, right? That's their only hope. Yeah, um, but, but can they do that? Like. I, I mean, they, they did. Lamar ran it a bunch. Well, yeah, hang on. Hang on. The answer, the answer to that is yes, they can do that because anybody can score on the Chiefs. The Chiefs still didn't fix their defense, okay? They're still bad defensively. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, I can get with it. I I worry. I mean, Lamar was the leading rusher for the Ravens the other night. He had 86 yards. Well, he's going to be the leading rusher every game. Yeah, well, he's but all they got. that doesn't concern me. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm just saying, they are... They are one, you know, tweaked hammy. They are one sprained ankle oh, away from. If you're gonna, you gonna bet this thing because you're scared of injuries and get the hell out of the game. <laughs> this ain't listen. This ain't for the weak of heart. This ain't for the pussies. I think you're probably not wrong. I think you're probably it's not wrong. Gambling, man. Jesus. Well, if I'm gambling, you want a surefire thing? Go buy Apple stock. If if I'm gambling, I'm gambling on Patrick Mahomes. I will say that. So I am you... too, but I'm just I'm just telling you. This is this is one where I don't think it's as simple as it can. Dang, fuck it, give me the Ravens. <laughs> uh, they they did have Latavius Murray, uh, ten carries, twenty eight yards. They had Tyson Williams, uh, nine carries for sixty five yards. But Lamar, twelve carries, eighty six yards. Um, you know they they Sammy Watkins played well. Marquise Brown played well. You know I, they they got they got some weapons. They found some dudes. I just don't know that it's going to matter. Um, but either way, you're taking the Ravens, huh? Plus four. Yeah. I, the only way they do this is they got to keep Patrick on the sideline. I will tell you this. I bet on the Ravens last year on Monday Night Football against the Chiefs, and I was sold, sold that they were going to win that game. And and the Chiefs beat them, what, 27 to 10 or something? I mean, just it came out and whipped them in the second half. So, uh, yeah, that, it scares me. It scares me on them. All right. The... Monday night football game is the Lions at the Packers. And what a dreadful a trash game. What a dreadful game we got in this situation. Uh and somehow ESPN, ESPN must have lost a bet. That, and that's why they picked this damn game. Probably so. Probably so. Um all right, well no, the NFL I think makes that schedule for them, right? Like gives them certain games. No, 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 no. Game, networks draft games. 
Yeah, but that's a NBC bad money gets game. first choice of every game. That's I don't game. know what choice ESPN gets, but damn, they got left the shitter on this one. Yes, they did. Uh, and somehow, after that dreadful performance against the Saints last week, the Packers are 10.5-point favorites uh, at home at Lambeau against the Lions. Now, if I'm not mistaken, the Lions have covered like nine what nine out of the last ten or no no no, I don't think it's quite that much. Maybe six out of the last seven. No, I ain't that good. Um they they have covered a lot against Green Bay, mainly because the line is always ridiculously high. And in That's this, right. It's always been played. Yes. And in this situation, I think it's inflated again. Like I'm I'm gonna take the yeah. Lions plus the ten and a half. I don't think the Lions are great. I really don't. And and without Jeff Okuda at at cornerback I think they could be, you know, this could be a spot where Green Bay just gets right, right? But I'm going to trust my I do gut. think, hang on, I think both those things could be right. I think Green Bay could get right and and everything go well, and they do fine. I don't know that that Green Bay defense is very good, so just because Aaron is right and they start scoring doesn't mean they can stop the Lions from scoring, Okay. Sure. And, and, and I'm not I'm not asking the Lions to win the damn game. I just didn't not get beat by double digits. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I could get with that. I can definitely get with that. Uh, as far as uh, offense versus defense, Detroit had the number twenty five offense. Green Bay the number twenty nine defense after week one, and Green Bay the number thirty two offense against Detroit the number thirty defense. So this is after one week of action, which is not a large sample size at all. This is just not a good game. Like this is hey, Green Bay as far as total DVOA after one week, Green Bay is dead last. Like, did anybody if, believe they would see that? No. <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers looks bad in this game. Hey, I had a I had a buddy a, I had a buddy text me the other night. He may have texted you too. Um but we can call him McKinnon it hit me up and said, Hey, is there is there any chance that Aaron Rodgers is just trying to throw this season? No. I don't think so either. I think that's, he's he's a winner. That's like crazy he's a veteran. Talk. Yeah, yeah. That, it, that, only morons think like that. <laughs> Come on, McKinney, you're better than that. I just I don't think there's any way he does that. But I also it was trying to figure out like, man, I have not seen Green Bay look that bad in a really really long he time. He didn't practice the entire off season. True, true. I just that you you would like to. Think, you, have you seen him? Have you seen the pictures of him? He looks like somebody who's been on a on a five day weekend of just coked out of his mind. <laughs> I would like him to TP on a stick right quick. That's all I want. I just want you. I just want him to PP on a stick real fast for me because there's got to be massive amounts of cocaine running through his body. <laughs> he is, this is so not ridiculous. a man that's on the TB12 method. No, you no, see he's that not. Face? You see how hollow he looks? Yeah, no, he, he definitely he looks like he's been this enjoying is a vacation. Guy that is bumped his way through Hawaii. That's what he did in the offseason. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, so you're rolling Lions too, right? Yes. All right, Lions plus two. I do think Packers are going to be much better, though. And like yeah. I said, if Rodgers is bad, it's, he's not tanking. He's done. He's done. And the Green Bay should have traded his ass, and they they did they messed up. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't think you're wrong about that. All right. You ready for Super Contest picks? You got five of them for me? Yeah, let's go. Let's, I got five. Let's do it. We will swap them off. We're doing uh, uh, sna- – uh, no, not snake draft. We're just drafting. Um, back and forth. How's that? 
I will go yeah, first. Sure. One after another. <laughs> one after another. There you go. Taking turns. That's the easy way to do it. All right. Number one here. I'm going to roll with the Broncos minus six at the Jags. Do I expect the Jags to look a little bit better coming back? Yes. They still have a rookie quarterback going up against Vic Fangio. And right now, they've got a steady hand at quarterback that they hadn't had in a long time in Teddy Bridgewater. I Even with Jerry Judy out for four to six weeks, whatever, with that high ankle sprain, I do think that they have got plenty of weapons. they got a running back room that is that is good. And they've got the line of scrimmage that can handle the Jags. So I think Fangio is going to be able to cover this six. I know it seems like a lot of points. I don't care. I'm going to take it because I think they went by more than a touchdown. They could win by double digits here. So I had that game written down. I scratched it off for one reason, one reason. On this looks like a sucker's bet. I, I think everybody in the world saw how good the Broncos looked and how bad the Jags looked, and everybody wants to pile on Urban, and that scares the shit out of me because I've been watching the NFL for a long time. It doesn't usually work out that way, but sometimes it does. And I hope I hope you win. I'll pull it for you on that one because I'll probably have some money on it as well. Not one of my five. I'm going with the football team, baby. All right, that we're at home. We're not starting off 0-2. We're winning this game. Um, I think Henneke is a good quarterback. He can do what they need him to do. Um, I, I, I like everything he brings to the game. And, uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm going to roll with the football team. Listen, this defense went up against a really, really good football team last week in the Chargers who are good at offense. You know who's not good at offense? The Giants. The Giants. The Giants aren't good at offense, Gary. They're not good. That offensive line shut down Chase Young last week. You know what happens when you take a line, you take a dog, and you don't feed him for a week? That next week, he's going to eat the shit out of everything he gets. <laughs> All right. Washington minus three. All right. I can uh, I can roll with that. That's your Thursday night game. All right. Uh, game, Thursday night game. I love it. Game two for me. I'm going back to the well with the Patriots. Minus six at the Jets. It's climbed up a little bit. It was five and a half. It's up to six now. Uh, I think people are thinking correctly here. I think the Patriots are going to be pissed off that they let that game get away from them last week, and they are going to take it out on the Jets. Uh, Bill Belichick yeah, against a rookie quarterback, like this is this is a disaster. So I'm, I'm all in on the Patriots minus six. I think they're going to look fantastic this week. Me as well, brother. Me as well. I'm not going to pick that one because you picked that one. I'm pick a different one. I'm going to go with my Joseph Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. I thought Jamar Chase couldn't catch a football. I thought he didn't have that stripe on there. And all these people wrote all his bullshit articles that weren't true. And he went up against one of the best defenses in the country. And they took that shiny football and they shoved it right down the throat. <laughs> I catch three points against the Bears. Gary, I think the Bears team is bad at football. I think they are too. I think they are, too. I, I think, think the Bears are terrible. Once again, Bengals going to win this game. Bengals going to start off 2-0, and baby, because this Bears team is not good at football. How long? They're bad at so many fundamental things, and it's not – those are not things that you can just get right the next week. They're bad at tackling. They're, if you're bad at open field tackling, you're going to struggle against this Bengals team. They are bad at blocking. That's not going to be fixed in week one. They're just, they're just bad. I, how long until the Bears have to ride Justin Fields? Uh, don't know the answer to that. Because Andy Dalton's Andy, Andy Dalton's a dot in uh, in that first game was putrid. Now, do I expect the Bengals defense to be the same as the Rams? No, but I, I think there's a world where this coaching staff and this front office has told 
the ownership, who's like a 90-something-year-old lady, uh, they need to tank this year to make sure that they can set a good foundation for Fields and not throw him out there. So I, I honestly believe when they say Andy's going to be the starter, I don't think this is a, a four-week experiment or a six-week or an eight-week. I, I think this is the season. Yeah, you, you might be right about that. Well, and the, and the question is, is if we're five weeks in and you're one and four, then why why put Fields out there? And that's true. That's like, true. Yeah. Like, why do it? Like, just shit. Then just take the losses and let Andy take those. Yeah, no, that's a, you're not wrong about that. You're not wrong. All right, game three for me, going out to L.A., I'm going to take the Cowboys plus three at the Chargers. I think they are as good as the Chargers, if not better. I expect Dak to have a good game. Um, you know, it, they, they got CD, they got Cooper. We already talked about this a little bit, but I, I believe that the Cowboys are going to make more plays than the Chargers. Uh, give me them boys. All right, my next pick. I'm not overreacting. A team that I didn't think was great early and another team that I think is okay, pretty good, much improved, I still believe those two things are true. Give me the Carolina Panthers plus three and a half at home against the Saints. I'll step in front of this freight train. I'm not scared. Listen, Damage Winston, they never put two games together back-to-back in a row. We are going to go head-to-head, brother. Holy shit. Go ahead and take, Give me, take Jameis. Put me on the Jameis train. I think that they have found something there. I think Sean Payton has figured out Jameis. Never seen him play two good games in a row. Agreed. But, hey, it's it's called gambling, brother. That's what I'm talking about. Look, if um, I, I think that the Panthers might be in trouble with Sam Darnold. I don't think he played well against the Jets last week. And if he was going to play well, I think that would have been the spot to do it. I... I like the Saints team. You know, what I saw out of out of them in the first week, it might have just been a fluke, but I'm going to ride it. I'm going to ride it. Give me the Saints minus four. That is my fourth game. What uh, what you got for number four? I'm taking the 49ers coming all the way from the West Coast to the East Coast. Listen, the Eagles aren't starting off 2-0. I got to lay three and a half. That don't scare me. Um, this defense is not going to be anything close to what Jalen Hurts saw last week. Okay. It just it's just not gonna be close. I, I believe the 49ers are one of the best teams in the NFL and I think they're gonna go out east and I think they're gonna kick the shit out of the Eagles. You you might not be wrong about that. Does the Jason Verrett news uh, move you off that at all? Nope. No. And and Mostert going out. Of course, hey, I told you. I told you about Elijah Mitchell, didn't I? Yeah, you do, yeah. 100 yards rushing. He was the backup. He's uh, he's the rookie. I'm pissed off that yeah. Trey Sermon didn't get no touches. He was a healthy scratch. Uh, that's because Elijah Mitchell beat him out, man. Hey, I'm telling you, that Louisiana running back was was bananas last year for uh, for Billy Napier and all them. And and with the way that Louisiana has played, by the way, in college football, mm, he might have meant a little more to him than, uh, than we anticipated. But either way, that's neither here nor there. My fifth game here. Uh, I've already talked about it, but I'm going to take the Raiders uh, plus six at the Steelers. I I like the Raiders a lot. I think they're going to be able to put up some points on the Steelers' defense, and and I don't believe that this Steelers' offense is going to be able to do what they did to Buffalo uh, against the Raiders. I just I, I I don't think Pittsburgh is going to be a good football team. I think they just had a lot of things go right against the Bills on Sunday, and. You know, it just it, it looked a little flukish, which is bananas to say that, I know. But 
I, I do think that the Raiders are going to be able to cover this spread, and, and this feels like a football ball game, or a football, a field goal ball game, uh, either direction. So I, six points feels like too much for me. So I'm going to do something I rarely ever do. I'm going to lay a big fucking number. Are you going Cleveland Browns? Cleveland Browns minus 12 and a half, <laughs> baby. Houston Texans are feeling good. Them boys went home. They got themselves to the booty. They were just enjoying their winners. They lived the life of a winner for a week. Then they're going to come into Cleveland. They're going to get that ass walked. The way that the odds are set up on this, the the computer-adjusted line is actually Browns minus 11.5. Uh, and it does scare me a little bit on it because I, I, will, I will tell you, it, teams don't normally cover those big spreads often, right? Like I know that. I, I, big... I, 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 I understand that you'd be like 70% if you just bet every double-digit dog to cover. But there's still that 30% that do win. That's right. It, it's, I, I really, I'm telling you, I really looked hard at this, and, and I thought, man, I think the Browns are going to be mad. I think Houston's feeling pretty good, and and this seems like the perfect spot for the Browns to win by like three touchdowns. Um, yep. But because we did see the Browns do it a lot last year, where they, you know, they put up over forty points plenty of times, and I think they could absolutely do that to this defense. Absolutely yeah. do it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I see where you're coming from, but it, it scared me too much to put it on my list. So, all right. Uh, so let's do our, our recap. My picks. I've got the Broncos minus six against the Jags. I got the Pats minus six against the Jets. Uh, the Cowboys plus three in LA against the Chargers. Saints minus four at the Panthers. And Raiders plus six at the Steelers. Chris, have you got your list in front of you? Yep. All right, go ahead and read it off for me. Football team minus three. Bengals plus three. Panthers plus three and a half. The uh, 49ers minus three and a half. And the Cleveland Browns minus 12 and a half. I can get down with it. I can get down with it. All right. Um, Oh, anybody that wanted to recap from last week, I think we talked about it at the beginning of the show, but Chris went 3-1-1 one, one on his Super Contest picks last week. I went a magical 1-4. and four. So I'm turning this shit around this week. I'm feeling good about it. All right. Uh, Chris, yeah, you can get back. I, I like a bunch of picks. I, I hope so. I hope so. I really do. All right. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and let you get out of here, and I will close out the show. That sound all right? See you, Bubba. All right. Be good, buddy. All right. That is going to wrap up Winning Cures Everything for the Wednesday edition of the show. We appreciate all of you guys watching. Of course, go to winningcureseverything.com. That is where you can find everything that you need to about us, where to follow, where to subscribe, etc. So go ahead and check that out, winningcureseverything.com. Chris hosts the show for SBR Picks, uh, sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF, the college football show. Go ahead and subscribe there. We have a link in the description so that you can do that. And I host the BetUS College Football Show. Make sure and check that one out as well. Link in the description also. Uh, the show brought to you every time out by BetUS, where the game begins. Go ahead and check that thing out. Uh, promo code NCAAF2021. You get a 125% deposit bonus up to $2,500, and it is sportsbook exclusive. I'm telling you, do yourself a favor. Go check it out. Sign up at BetUS, where the game begins. You guys have been great. We are looking forward to another fun weekend of football. Friday, we're going to be going over the NCAA football games that uh, that I don't hit on the U.S. shows on Wednesday and Thursday. So uh, go ahead and make sure you are subscribed. If you would, do us a favor. Like the video, of course. Tell your friends about it. 
leave the comments, all that good stuff. We would love to hear from you. You guys have been great. Uh, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And hopefully, hopefully, all of you tickets cash this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.